to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the undisputable Caleb Coy. <laughs> Caleb, no how are you? No one's ever uh, tried to claim otherwise, and uh, I hope that they don't because they're going to lose. It's, uh, it's undisputable. It's undisputable. It's, it's, it's right there in the name. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Uh, we were just talking before, uh, before this started, but you know, kind of had a little bit of a rough couple of weeks, but you know what you do when you have a rough time? You call your friends. And you and drink so heavily. We drink heavily. And so that's what we did today. So we are, we are really excited here at Left of the Dial to welcome uh, one of my oldest and dearest friends, the pride of Central New York radio, <laughs> oh God. Mr. Joshua Grossman. Oh, God. If, that is, <laughs> if that's my title, we're all in trouble. I don't know, man. <laughs> Holy cow. I was about to ask, is T- Ted and Amy on today? You have Ted and Amy joining you? <laughs> yeah, is sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, I get bumped? Yeah. I didn't know. We, All right. We had a last minute reschedule, oh, so okay. we're going to have to no, bring I you understand. back later. I understand. I get it. I, 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 it makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Oh, well, I've, thank I've you. Only think, I think I've only met Kitsy in person once in my life. That's right? accurate. That's accurate. Yeah, once, right? And it was, I'm sure it was guitar or guitar pedal related, I feel like. That's just kind of no, how think- we... Cross I feel pass? like it was at a bar. Like you were you were hosting a, a an event of some kind or a oh probably a, yeah. And that I just, would check I'm, out too. I I remember laughing harder than I've laughed most <laughs> days of my life. Good. Well that's, then, then you've got a good memory of me. That's, that's exciting. That's all I remember. I don't remember what I was laughing at because I was probably incredibly drunk given the time in my life that would have been. But mm-hmm. I remember laughing a lot. So yeah. Well, we used to do a podcast at a bar. Where we would that's do it in front of an audience. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. And we would have musical artists on all the time, like just local people. And and it, it got to a point, a very similar point, where I started drinking too heavily to do the podcast anymore. Where it, the, the podcast became second and even third to the drinking. So I really, we, it just kind of fizzled out after a while. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the uh, the first and in in my personal experience only uh, live like routinely live podcast uh, recording that I've ever uh, witnessed. Yeah, uh, so. it was it like many of my ideas. It was great on paper, but then it started to you know I got to go out and do things. I don't like going out and doing things, so it started to become. <laughs> It started the, to become an issue because I didn't want to. I don't like going anywhere. <laughs> that is well, a fundamental now, flaw. Yeah, and now, now like it's a, it's dangerous to go anywhere. You don't oh want to do it. God, Kitsy, this this COVID, all you know, obviously very serious, but it has been just a dream come true for me. I have not had to go anywhere. <laughs> no one expects you to go anywhere. You don't have to make excuses why you can't go places. Oh my God. Are you uh, are you working from home? Are you running the show from home, or do you still I can. The so I have an entire ISDN rig at home in case I need to quarantine or whatever. But I've been going in to the studio because no one else is allowed in our building except for um, essential air staff. So it's me and one other guy who has been going in this whole time, which is fine. So I go in, we do the thing, and there's nobody else there. And then I, you know, I'm home by twelve o'clock. It's been pretty nice. Did you ever think in your life that you would be considered essential at anything? No, God, no. I even got a little. I even got a little New York State form that I have to carry in my car that deems me essential. Wow, that's yeah, official. Yeah, like because those times when there was like, uh, uh, I know that uh, are you, neither of you are in New York right now, right? No, no. So New York had a couple of. Um, like curfews for a while and the curfew didn't lift until I already had to be at work. So like it was till like 6am, but I would have had to be to work already. So they made me print out this form that's that deemed me essential on like Cuomo letterhead that I had to carry in case the authorities asked who I was. And I'm like, this is, doesn't make any sense. I'm essential. I'm going in to make butthole jokes. And this is what you, this is deemed essential. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I'm going to go talk about my dick for like three hours. And this is can, what you deem essential. I can just see you getting pulled over and and, and the cop being like, uh, you show the cop paperwork. He's like, oh, so what is it you do, sir? <laughs> uh, I can just please. I don't want to explain it. I can just can you just look at the paper and let me leave? Uh, no, but that's it's true. I was deemed essential. I still have the paper. Wow. That's, uh, you I mean, should frame that. And hang you it really up. should. You absolutely should. That's gonna be yeah. That's gonna be a memento. That's yeah, that's, a, that's an yeah. heirloom right there. Yeah. Take that, take that guidance counselor. I'm essential to somebody, <laughs> somebody somewhere to the whole state of New York. Apparently, yeah, you're damn right. I was. Just think get about off the road, doctors. I gotta go what? do a stupid show. <laughs> <laughs> just think about all the the teachers and other like school employees that are just wildly disappointed at the fact that like you didn't turn out to be the complete fuck up they thought you would. I, well, there's still time, Caleb. <laughs> There's still plenty of time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, in, in case uh, in case you don't pick up on it, uh, Joshua and I have known each other for quite some time. Uh, met in in school way back uh, in in Phoenix, New York, uh, and one of the things that we uh, first bonded and became friends over was this band that we're talking about today. Yes, I was going to say that we became friends because of this band. It's, that is absolutely true. In fact, uh, I think it was one or both of us happened to be wearing an MXPX t-shirt, mm-hmm. and like it was one of those moments like, wait, you like MXPX? Yeah. You yeah. like MXPX? Because <laughs> Caleb and I both came, obviously he had a, a little stricter religious upbringing than I did, but my yeah. mom would only allow me, in that time, like in the very beginning of me buying CDs, I had to go to... What was that place at the mall? Like the, like the Bible. Le- yeah, I had to go there. <laughs> And that was where we were allowed to buy CDs. Yeah. So I had like uh, uh, 
Audio Adrenaline, Newsboys, <laughs> and MXPX because it was all technically Christian music, and my mom was fine with it. And then, I mean, from there, it was I went off the rails long after that. But oh, yeah. but that's but Caleb had the same story. He couldn't listen to secular music, so we're both listening to MXPX. It's as hard as we could get in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know, what I, we bonded over. I dabbled in the blamed. They, you know, Ooh, they were nice. a little bit, <laughs> a little nice. bit harder. Yeah, I, I was not a uh, a, a well versed musically. Uh, as Bleach a was another band that you Bleach. were into. Bleach, Hell yeah, Bleach, yeah. So uh, what we're uh, we're talking about today is, of course, the 1996 uh, full length release from former Tooth and Nail recording artists MXPX. Uh, and Josh, what song did we hear coming in to the start of the uh, the show today? I would have to say it'd be middle name because. When I would put that in my disc, man, and you hit play, and it's Mike Carrera saying, Emotion is my middle name, you just feel it, and it blows up, and now I got my, like, I've got a vibe going on the school bus, like, that's how it was. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, with the, uh, the skip protection on, the, on yes. the, the disc player. I got the Gotta skip protection. That. Yeah. You, you were a broke-ass bitch if you didn't have skip protection. <laughs> Bass boost and skip protection for the win. I remember having a, a, a disc band that uh, didn't have skip protection, and I would try to like cradle it, like, <laughs> you know, bouncing my arms with the the bouncing. Hopefully, that hoping that the uh, the the disc would not move as much. One of the greatest achievements in my life was that we disassembled the disc man, and I somehow fashioned a paper clip to hold it so it wouldn't skip. So what? I, dude, it would, dude. I swear on my life. I managed to do this with my neighbor John Naruski's CD player, his portable <laughs> CD player. And it, I, I, I created my own anti-skip because we had the Sony that didn't have the anti-skip. And it might be my pr- proudest achievement. I, might, I have two kids, but still, they don't, they don't hold up to that <laughs> anti-skip creation that I made in the mid-90s. What have they ever done with their lives? Exactly Nothing. right. I MacGyvered a, a CD player in the now 90s. We see, now we see why you were deemed essential. Thank you. <laughs> In a pinch, see Kitsy knows. In a pinch, I would have been able to refur- refurbish or put together some kind of anti-skip issue had the coronavirus pandemic called for it. And for all we know, it might have. It might have. We don't know. It, it still might. It we might still. Yeah. I mean, this year can get a hell of a lot weirder. Like I, I'm convinced we have not seen the depths of what the, this year has to offer us. Oh no, no! When 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 the government can just casually say they have UFOs, and we're like, ah, yeah, I guess so. All right, that may, you know, like that's where we're at right now. Yeah. <laughs> like that wasn't nobody even news. No, it, like it got buried, Kitsy. Like nobody even cared. They're like, yeah, of course we fucking got UFOs. Yeah, that's uh, like, that yeah, makes we sense. all fucking knew that already. <laughs> like, what? yeah, thanks. All right, great. Add oh, it to the God. list. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Oh my God. And, I'm looking at the the cover art for this record, and it just it brings back memories not of being like choked out or thrown in a trash can by a jock, but just of looking at this and being afraid that that was going to be my life. Well, you getting beat up by the jock? Yeah. Do you still own this hard hard copy of Life in General? I don't. I, don't. I do. I actually, I I believe that. I do. I actually got rid of almost all of my physical media. I own like a small handful of CDs that. Um, Either I was directly involved with or uh, were friends of mine. In fact, I still have uh, one of yours. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. Uh, I couldn't, I can't get rid of that era of music. Like for some reason it's, 
it's right over my shoulder in this closet in like a box and that's one of the one of the records I still have and I can't bring myself to get rid of it cuz I just like the kids nowadays don't know what it's like to like pick out the three CDs that you want to put in your backpack for the day and like oh god yeah you, they're like you know they're in those plastic cases and they're bouncing around in there and this and this is like that cover art it's just so like you felt so badass you're like oh, yeah look at this they're punks mm-hmm. and they're and they're the jocks beating them up <laughs> and like I, I know that that was the, the the stereotype and I very much believe that that happened to uh, to many people. Uh, in their childhood, but like mm-hmm. I feel like that didn't really happen. Surprisingly, where we were from, like I feel like the like in our school, the the coolest people were in the, like band and, and chorus and whatnot. That's the thing I try to tell people, Caleb, and that nobody can understand. Like we were like a, we, everybody <laughs> was cool for some reason. Like we all got along. Like yeah. the jocks went to the drama and chorus shows, and then we would go to a football game because we all equally sucked. Like nobody was like really. <laughs> Like nobody, nobody was really like, like great at anything. Like our sports teams were terrible. We were just kind of singing in the chorus room. So we were all like, all right, we're just going to all be mediocre in Oswego County for a little while. And this is going to be fun for us. And that's what it was. And I loved it. I I remember uh, sitting on those like beat up old uh, acoustics that they had for Mm -hmm. the, uh, the school and like trying to figure out these songs, uh, in particular, I think we we have to uh, mention uh, Chick Magnet. Oh my God, that's got to make the list. Which was one of the first bass lines that I uh, that I ever taught myself uh, because it's so fucking catchy. Thank you. 
It's so goddamn catchy, and it, I I really wish that at some point in the in the Mount Rushmore of bass players, I hope my career is on there because <laughs> because if you listen just to this record, and I listened to it again today just so I'd be ready for this, but the bass lines that this guy was putting out, I mean, he must have been nineteen and he's playing these bass lines, especially Chick Magnet which is just so catchy. And the second you hear it, you know what song you're listening to. Yep. And when, and then, you know, you figured it out. We used to have this old Fender, was it the Fender jazz bass that was in the band room? Oh, it was this like vintage, like 60s or 70s precision. Yeah, precision bass. Heavy as fuck, but it yeah. sounded so good. It sounded so good. And, they would, and we played it through this gigantic... Fender amp. It, it was a Fender bass amp, but it was on wheels because they had to march with it because that made sense. <laughs> and Kitsy, they took this gigantic. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say this amp was as tall as Caleb. It was like uh-huh. it was a, the biggest bass amp you could imagine. They hooked it to a car battery and put it on a giant dolly so that when the marching band would play, the bass player would walk with this old precision bass, and then someone would have to wheel. This, you know, Volkswagen Golf of an amp next to the guy. <laughs> and, and, like, these kids are hot enough as is, and there's always, like, this, you know, his buddy had to push this damn 700-pound amp through a parade. But when they weren't doing that, we would play it in the band room. Which I always, like, couldn't understand why we had... An electric bass for the marching band, anyway. Yeah, that would be my question. Yeah. What marching band has an electric bass? I don't, Kitty. I swear to God, we must have been the only one. I've never seen it since. I don't know why. I don't know why. But if you went in the band room, it must have been somebody's idea in the seventies. Because in our band room, we there was like the photos of every year's marching band, and there was mm-hmm. always the one guy playing that same precision bass, mm-hmm. and it just it was like un- until I saw other marching bands, I was never like. Oh, that's weird that they would have that. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, it's usually just like the tuba or something that's yeah. playing the bass parts. That's like, it. You don't, you don't put a bass <laughs> in the marching band. Yeah, probably because you then you'd have to put the amp on some wheels and hook it up to a car battery and push yeah. it around with Wait, you. And who yeah. wants to do that? Yeah. I, the thing I love about that is that the th- there's there's a few different solutions to that problem. And the obvious one for me would be to just buy a wireless, like, guitar system and leave the bass amp somewhere, like, nearby. But no, apparently it was easier just to hook it up to a car battery and wheels and have someone push it around. Yeah, the way I figure is it was the public schools in the 70s, and they're like, this is the best we can do right now. Like, this, we're going to have to just wheel this gigantic bass amp through the streets <laughs> of every parade we're in. I just While had... wearing wool costumes and uh, big bib oh. hats. I just got sweatier thinking about that. I just had a, a thought, though. Do you remember that uh, the, the upright that we found that had, like, the headstock broken off and, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was, like, just, it was shit. It wouldn't work. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, I wonder if maybe that was their first attempt at having bass in the marching band. <laughs> and then they went to load it in a bus and the headstock snapped off. Yeah. They're like, well, fuck. Now, I guess now we have to get an electric. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, all right, you know what? That was a bad idea. Because how carry around this massive thing wasn't working out for us, so let's get something bigger. Yeah. Well, that that you can put on wheels. The 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 upright base you kind of have to carry around. Right. And who was the band director that demanded more low end? He's like, I just can't. We can't do this gig. I can't feel it. 
I can't fucking feel it. I, the tubas, you're doing all right, but I got to get some real rumble in this band. I can't do it. Like, what the hell, man? Like, why do we need a bass at all? <laughs> I really, like, I would love to meet the person that was in charge of the music program when those decisions were made. Just... <laughs> Just to know, just like yeah. tell me. I just want to talk. I just, I just want to talk. talk. I just want to know how we got here. I just got to know how we got here. I was thinking as I was uh, re-listening to this and catching up uh, about a couple things in relation to the song "Move to Bremerton." Dude, that was my next one. That was my Good next scene. one. I, I I had a feeling. When I meet a special been to Bremerton. Oh, really? It's a charming little town. It's nice. It's so, I mean, it's still very much in the Seattle metro area, Mm -hmm. but like you have to, you have to cross a big bridge and like, you kind of feel like you're in a small kind of industrial town, port city sort of thing. Uh, And it's got, got a kind of vibe that I can see like not only 
Not like when you go to that region, not only do you understand why a lot of the music that came from there did, but mm-hmm. like I, I can see the charm of why my Carrera was so uh, into like having people come there. Uh, but the other thing that really stands out to me that I didn't think about till now, uh, decades later as an adult, is that uh, he was really kind of pushy about having people come to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I listened back to that and I thought the same thing. <laughs> Like drop out of school and run away. No, maybe, maybe yeah. I should. Maybe I should finish school and be yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then, and why, don't you, why don't you drop out of school, Mike yeah. Carrera? Hold on, Mike. Why do I have to do it? <laughs> you know, Bremerton might be. Uh, it might be a nice place, but quit maybe, your uh, job. You've got a place to stay. I'm making a living, Mike Carrera. How dare you? How what dare I, you? What am I gonna do? Listen to your band rehearse? Yeah, right. Like what? What? Okay. What, let's say I get to Bremerton, Mike. Then what? Then what's yeah. plan two? Like I'm like I'm gonna sleep on your mom's couch. Like, what yeah. is this? Mike's mom is a saint. How dare you? I'm sure she is, and I'm sure her couch is very comfortable, but I'm just saying, I'm an adult. I like living in my own house with my own bed. And really, in s- the lyrics, he says, uh, like, something to the lines of, I'll change the street signs you drive down so you end up in my town. Like, how dumb is this person that they just start <laughs> following street signs until, like, 17 hours later, they're like, oh, my God, I don't, I don't think I'm in... Tampa, Florida anymore. <laughs> what it even says something about he'll redraw every map one by one. I know. It's like he's going to make sure that you're not going to find a map that doesn't bring you to him. Like I mean, if you took the lyrics, if you took the lyrics to move to Bremerton and just put them in like a Tinder private message thread, it's the creepiest <laughs> fucking thread ever. Now, I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> the way I took this song uh, it was more. Now, I, I I should probably preface this by saying that that I listened to this album for the first time in my life today, mm. and we'll talk about that more okay. later or now if you want. But uh, the 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 takeaway here is like the the takeaway I took from the song is that he wasn't saying like, "Hey, everyone out there in the world, come to Bremerton. It's this cool place. Let's all party here at my house." Right. Mm-hmm. I took it more as like there was a very specific person that he was interested in yeah. that he wanted to move to Bremerton and like, you know, Hey, quit your job. You'll have a place to stay. Like yeah. just come, just, you know, come move in with me and just be my like person with me right here in Bremerton. And, uh, I don't know. That's just seems kind of like, uh, well, you one-sided. were right in the beginning. Kitsy, you, he, he wasn't willing to give anything. Like he wasn't no. like, let's meet in the middle. Let's meet in Oklahoma or something. He was like, you drive all the way out here to me. And you figure it out, because I'm busy. Yeah. I'm doing stuff. Yeah, You mm-hmm. can stay on my couch, but like... Right, exactly. That's all I got for you. Yeah. I I also like to imagine that the subject of this song uh, was someone who kind of thought it over and was like, look, you're really sweet, but like, I'm not really sure that this whole like punk rock thing is going to work out, and mm-hmm. like, you don't really seem to have much else going for you, so I think I'm going to pass. And now, mm-hmm. like, 30 years later, he's still fucking at it, and like... Is, is is doing okay. <laughs> Do you think like that girl is like, oh, I should have moved to Bremerton. Why like even I mean, to this day, she's like, I could still move to Bremerton though. Like it's still there. She's, you know, she's, she's probably like, she's, you know, she's got her life. She's, she's happy. She's comfortable and whatnot. But every now and then she probably thinks like, man, Bremerton does seem nice. It seems nice. I just kind of want to get away from it. I'll move to Bremerton. <laughs> so, so Caleb, you said you've, you've been to Bremerton, but, uh, I have to ask the million dollar question. Would you move there? Ooh, wow. Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't remember enough of the town to specifically say yes or no, but my, 
uh, gut says no only because I would absolutely move to Seattle or even possibly Tacoma, but Bremerton is just far enough away and inconveniently located that uh, my, my penchant for wanting to be right in the middle of things uh, would have me say no. Which is just a nice way of saying you don't want to sleep on Mike Carrera's couch for no. the rest of your life. No. <laughs> I mean, you didn't tell me that that was still Th- on If the that's table. an option, then yeah. <laughs> I mean, even in his 40s, yes. he's still dreamy. <laughs> he hasn't re- I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. I haven't listened to their entire catalog, but has he released a song saying, don't move to Bremerton, you can't stay on my couch? Because <laughs> if not, it sounds like the offer is still on the table. Yeah, I've, I've, I've missed some of the more recent uh, records because he's been like... They've continued to release records at least every couple of years. Yeah. Uh, if not like full, uh, and like new full lengths, they'll be like uh, just this year. There's been a couple of singles that they've released. Um, they did a an acoustic uh, collection called Life in Quarantine. I know, which is going to play. It's awesome. They did a, a deluxe reissue of a, rec- a self-titled record that they released last year. So there's a couple of new tracks on that. Uh, I mean, just a couple like... It was ninety or 2016, so it was the the uh, 20 year anniversary of uh, this record, Life in General. They did Life in General 2.0, where they uh, re-recorded all of the tracks, uh, and uh, it's mostly like he re-sings them, and like the guitar tones are a little bit richer, but it's still mm-hmm. the same kind of like crunchy, mm-hmm. uh, crunchy tones we're used to. But yeah, I mean, he's, they just keep pumping stuff out, and you know, he's done the like a bunch of like quarantine videos as, as people are wants to do. Uh, one of my favorite. He was on HGTV with his wife for God's sakes. Oh, really? Yes. Did they have, wait, wait, did they have like a whole show? Was there, was that a thing? It's that, it's the Chip and Joanna Gaines show. Oh, that's right. I saw that episode. Yes. His wife wanted to move back to see her family in Waco. He still Uh lives in Bremerton. So clearly she moved to Bremerton at some point. (laughs) <laughs> she lives so they have a house in Bremerton and they have a house in Waco and the and the HGTV show went down to Waco to help them find their house down there and they built the that's, whole thing it's that's right it was cute like it was um, one of the it was one of the oldest moments of my life where I go oh okay so the band you loved in high school <laughs> is now on a remodeling show on HGTV and nothing has skipped a step this is this is your life now this is what it is <laughs> yep uh they built a uh, a dope uh, studio for them though. That was I mean, awesome it was I know Definitely built by someone who has no understanding of music or uh, recording spaces or anything like that, but it was still a dope little space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking at their Wikipedia page right now. And if you scroll down a little bit, uh, depending on how big your monitor is, you might not even have to scroll, but there's a, a, a picture of, of Mike and the caption says band bassist Mike Herrera performing Move to Bremerton in 2006 so at least as of 2006 the offer was still on the table. The offer's still on the yeah. table <laughs> and I know he's got two kids and I think it would be weird for his whole family if this girl just showed up at the house now like in 2020 <laughs> she's like hey my life's kind of falling apart I'm ready to move to Bremerton <laughs> it's like I got a family now what are you talking about I'm sorry it took me so long to get here like I just the street signs were very confusing I just <laughs> I was following this goddamn map that somebody redrew, and it was all fucked up. I've been, I've been, it's been taking forever. I've been driving around the desert for years. <laughs> I packed all my stuff in a bindle. Uh, I put it all in a bindle. I tried to get here, Mike. What's going on? My God, the callbacks are just coming oh, at me. God, what a great callback. <laughs> Caleb and I have a tradition. Hmm. 
Oh, that I don't like where this is going. <laughs> what we do is we take our pants off. No. Um, <laughs> we have a tradition where we text each other one line of a song and the other person texts the other line of the song and we go back and forth for a few lines of a song. Yeah. And one of those songs is on this record and it's called Crystalina. Crystalina, yeah, she's so cool. Crystalina, she's out of control. Half the time she don't know where she's at. Crystalina don't know much about that. You know, not a Crystalina. It goes, Crystalina, yeah, she's so cool. Crystalina. Now, hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You, you guys got to do the thing. Okay, uh, so I'll say, Crystalina, yeah, she's so cool. Crystalina, she's out of control. Half the time she don't know where she's at. Crystalina don't know much about that. <laughs> but you know. But <laughs> I'm not a Crystalina. <laughs> and that's what we do. We go back and forth on just stupid songs. And I mean... Just songs that only he and I know, but that's one of those go go back and forth songs, and I love that song on this record so much. And you know what? Twenty four years later, uh, I can say that uh, Crystalina, she may still happen to like boys, but still not me. Not not you. I know. <laughs> this is one of those records, and I'm sure everybody has one of those records. I literally haven't listened to this. I would say probably in five years, but I knew that we were going to do it on the podcast. So this last week, I would just start it. I literally don't know both of my children's birthdays. But I know every... <laughs> I know every goddamn word to this song, to this album. And I just turned it on, and I knew every word, mm-hmm. guys. Every it just word. Com- just comes right back. Y- you should maybe, <laughs> like, write down... Your kids' birthdays it's or something. It's the 29th or the 30th. One of them. I don't ever know, though. I, I, what? For which <laughs> one? That's, it's in the winter sometime. That's all I know. <laughs> it was a cold day. That's all I remember. But for which kid? <laughs> Out of the boy, the son. He knows. He knows. <laughs> and now he's old enough to remember his own birthday, so I don't got to fill my brain with that garbage. <laughs> you tell me when your birthday is. Why do I got to know? Yeah. I, got, I work goddamn all week long. I'm not here to remember birthdays. You tell me see, when it is. See, Birthday's see, so I, important, you keep track of it. See, at first I was thinking like, man, that kind of sucks for him. But then I'm thinking, no, because if he's smart, he's going to have three, four birthdays a year. Oh, he could pull one over on me pretty easy. <laughs> pretty easy. 
Honest to God, this week is my wedding anniversary, and I thought my wedding anniversary was on August 7th, and it was actually August 3rd. And had my wife not said, hey, so what do you want to do for our anniversary tomorrow? I would have totally forgot it was our anniversary. But... You put on Move to Bremerton by MXPX <laughs> from 1996, and I got every goddamn word. I, I'm sure you even still remember the uh, the little like side jokes and comments from like the acoustic version of Chick Magnet from the Move to Bremerton EP. Yuri <laughs> told me it was cool to pee his pants. Don't ask me about that. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Kitsy? You see? I see. I see. I literally could maybe find 20 states on a map right now of the United States. But you put on My Mom Still Cleans My Room by MXPX, and I'm plugged in for the entire song. I hate, I just, I wonder what my, like, what kind of things I could have accomplished if my brain would have retained actual information and not just lyrics to songs that nobody gives a fuck about. Seriously, like I, I, I don't remember most of like the day before, mm-hmm. but same. Like I still know this record start to finish. Like you know, I, I, I forgot there was seventeen. Tra- I mean, forty three minutes, seventeen tracks. That's a that's how it should be. That's how it should be. I forgot there were seventeen tracks, and I forgot the names of them until I put them on. And I'm like, yep, this one's next. This yep. one's next. I know this one, and just like sing along every track, and uh, whoo. So should we tell Kitsy the time we almost saw them live? We should definitely share that story. You should so, definitely share that story. But first, uh, oh. why don't we take a break? Oh, okay. And we'll hear from our sponsor. <laughs> good. And we come back. We will. We will definitely hear that story. You're good at this, Kitsy. Oh, it's, I'm. It's the only thing keeping the show together. <laughs> You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform.
You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy. Caleb is still undisputable. And we're still here with uh, Josh Grossman talking about life in general. You can't dispute how close his goddamn eyes are together. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you come here and say that to my uh, face, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, by we're the, talking life in general. By the American punk rock band, MXPX. <laughs> okay, now you can commence with the funny. Sorry, go ahead. Go, I'm no, sorry. I'm done. No, All I'm right. done. I did, I did it. I, it's I'm done. I'm never welcome back. I'm never going to be invited back to left. You weren't house. welcome in the first oh, place. I don't know how you even got in here. You son of a... <laughs> so, the year was 1996. The year was 1996. And Caleb and I... Again, two good Christian boys were going to Kingdom Bound at Darien Lake, New York, which is a Christian music festival. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. my mom my mom was still hanging on to maybe my son's going to be somebody. It, I totally let her down, but she was still holding on to the fact that I might be a good little boy. But Caleb and I went, we went separately, right? Like, we didn't go together. You were going yeah. and I was going. Yeah, we both, like, I think you were there with, like, a couple of friends, and I had gone with a, a group, and we just met up there. But we were really into MXPX, and we mm-hmm. knew they were going to be playing, and it was the second year they'd been on tour, because I listened to a live record of theirs recently, where they talk about how 1995 was the first time they ever went on tour, so this would have been, like, their second tour ever. And we were all, ja- we were all jazzed up. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can't wait to tell Kitsy who we watched instead of MXPX. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear it. Because, Kitsy, I could give you a thousand guesses, and you will never guess. So MXPX gets rained out, mm-hmm. and, and they were bummed. And I remember vividly, Yuri, the drummer, was sitting by a pond, and they were sitting in their van that had a couch in it, and they were just kind of parked by the stage. They were just fucking selling merch out of the back of the van. And, and I bought like, a t-shirt. I had yeah. my monkey t-shirt right there. Yep. So they were selling merch out of their van. But there was someone who could still take the stage as they've been bumped by the one and only Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> former WWF wrestler <laughs> who had since found Jesus. And... <laughs> You can't see Kitsy's face right now, but the disgust. You can't even, you can't believe. So Caleb and I sat in front of the stage and we watched Jake the Snake Roberts for like an hour, right? Yeah. And I, what, I remember, what, what did he do for an hour? He talked about like being reborn and all this like very spiritual stuff, but it's still, it's still Jake the Snake Roberts. Like imagine... Yeah. Like the Undertaker preaching on stage, or like Hulk Hogan giving a sermon, it was still a lot of that. Wasn't I would pay no. money, yeah. to see <laughs> Hulk Hogan give a sermon. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that right now. Yeah, wasn't this shortly, not too long after? Uh, and maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering my WWE history, but wasn't it Jake the Snake Roberts that the Undertaker supposedly buried alive in uh, in a bit way back? He uh, who, he buried somebody else alive, but this was re- this was after Jake the Snake had his snake bite the Macho Man. That's what it was. Yes. <laughs> so Jake the Snake <laughs> had a real snake bite the Macho Man, and the Macho Man obviously was on so many drugs that he was afraid the the snake was really going to poison him. So sidebar, before Be more the afraid j- to poison the snake. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> Macho Man creates a coked up snake that's just running around. Ladies and gentlemen, there is an out-of-control boa constrictor that just did a bunch of cocaine. We don't know where it is. We think it stole a car. Somebody needs to do something. No. So so Jake the Snake was going to bite Macho Man, but Macho Man, obviously high on all of the drugs, made Jake the Snake have the snake bite him first in the dressing room. He goes, brother, I know you're going to kill me out there, so have the snake bite you first. So then he did. So then Jake the Snake got bit by a snake, and then he went out, bit Macho Man, the rest is history. But then shortly after that, we were in a field at Darien Lake enjoying the telltale, uh, the stories, the whimsical tales of one Jake the Snake Roberts. I also remember there was another fairly popular band... I don't remember who would have been like, like one of the ones you mentioned earlier, like Audio Adrenaline News Boys or something like that, that had like three sets, like three fucking sets over the- They were the the, big headliner. The weekend of the festival. And they're like, we can give up one of our spots so that MXPS can play. And the festival was like, oh no, we we, we can't do that. We can't. Yeah. I mean, we just can't. I know. And we were so bummed. And I have never seen MXPX live. They're literally one of my favorite bands and I've never seen them live. Coming back in from the break, we played uh, My Mom oh, yeah, Still Cleans a- My Room because you yeah. uh, had, had mentioned that uh, in the, the first half. Um, and I don't know about you, but like I remember as like a 15-year-old kid listening to the lines, I'm getting older day by day, ain't got time to get it, get to everything, hold on tight, enjoy the ride, life is short, so live it wisely. Yeah. I remember thinking like, I am getting older day by day. <laughs> I don't. I just don't have time. <laughs> that was the deepest shit grade. that you'd ever heard, man. <laughs> Sophomore in high school, my career is dropping verses on us of just the deepest shit. You're like, yeah, man, every day's fucking ticking away, man. I hear you, Mike. I hear you. Mind you, he's five years older than us in all this. Like, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it's like he comes home from tour and his mom picked up his room. It's like, what? <laughs> His mom was wonderful. I uh, I can't remember. I had to have told you about this, but uh, a long, long time ago, I signed up for their fan club mm-hmm. uh, when that was, I mean, I guess it probably still is a thing, but uh, when fan clubs were a, a big thing. And I got a personalized response from his mom who ran their fan club. Mm. <laughs> That's this super was, cool. It was awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, they're so popular. <laughs> Meanwhile, mom's running the fan club. <laughs> and making sure that the uh, the the sheets are, are washed and the pillows are fluffed when he comes home from tour, like she was a wonderful woman. What a delight! Just, just absolutely wonderful. Woman. Like I look at the lyrics of that song, you've got to figure Marilyn Manson is dropping uh-huh. the beautiful people. Sweet dreams came out around the same time. I mean, the craziest album ever. But Caleb and I are singing songs about our moms picking up our room. Like, if ever there was an example, how big of just chorus pussies Caleb and I are. Like, the entire world is singing Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson and just the craziest mid-90s music ever. And Caleb and I are like, I hope a girl moves to Bremerton for me someday. (laughs) And, like, I think about, like, my my father was so strict about the the music that I would listen to, and so I could only get away with listening to Christian music. Mm-hmm. And like, even like, if he heard this, 
He'd be like, I don't like this music. It's a bad influence. Like, this, is, this isn't this is godly right. music. And this right. is some of the most wholesome shit I can find. It really is. <laughs> to this day. Like, it's still so wholesome. Like, even their rebellion is just like, I just want to, just want to, like, live, man. <laughs> Dude, track three, Do Your Feet Hurt, he says yes. the phrase, I know you believe in the one true God above. Uh-huh. And you're like, uh-huh. you're like, oh, all right, we're getting heavy now. All right, you yeah. gotta be a religious broad to be into my career. All right, <laughs> I get you it. Know, that's why you're waiting for your one and only love. Oh my God, what a record. <laughs> Kitsy, can I ask you, Kitsy? Yeah. You heard it for the first time today. Correct. Clearly, Caleb and I have a massive affinity for this record. <laughs> Did yes. you did did you have any reaction? Did you enjoy it? Oh, Is I had a dated? reaction. <laughs> oh, what's your, oh god! All right, I had a, so <laughs> so. The thing is, there is a time in my life I would have ate this shit up yeah. and listened to it on repeat, nonstop. Yeah. And that time is twenty plus years ago. Yeah, I get it. Um, at, at you know now in twenty twenty in, in my mid thirties. Mm, it's not it's not landon it's just not yeah uh, Caleb, i think he's right like i think he's right ha- if we didn't have the emotional attachment to it mm-hmm. i don't know if it's a great record <laughs> yeah i mean realistically anything older than ever passing moment if you were to play it for me for the first time today i'd be like mm-hmm. hey you know it's catchy cool yeah it's it's fun i mean it's- it's, you know, 90s pop punk, whatever. Yeah. To be yeah. clear, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad record, because I think it's a good record. Right. I just, I think I'm far, far past the, the <laughs> age of being in the target audience for this particular, <laughs> uh, this particular so enterprise. Is Kitsy saying he matured and Cody uh, and Caleb and I did not mature in any way whatsoever? First no, of all, I'm, how dare you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that at all because uh, I definitely have records uh, like this <laughs> from from my past that that I still would put on now, and the nostalgia of it, like I mm-hmm. would love it. Yeah, like if I had heard this back then, I would probably be right here with you right now, just basking in the nostalgia of <laughs> of loving this record. Yeah, uh, but because I listened to it for the first time today. Uh, cause for whatever reason, this was a band that was just like, I've always been aware of them, but they just never really crossed it. it my, my radar, totally. uh, to the point oh. where I listened to them. So, um, you weren't, you weren't quite as deep in the Christian pop punk thing. Yeah. No, no, I, I really wasn't. <laughs> you know, like I, I still will listen to some of their newer stuff. Uh, in fact, like Mike just put out a solo record, uh, and MXPX has had at least a couple of singles this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I was listening to one track, it's called Fever Dream, uh, right before we started recording. And I'm like, like there is some maturity in the writing, but it's still basically the same stuff. Like it yeah. hasn't really changed at all. Like every now and then they'll put out something that sounds totally different, but like he always comes back to this root. And I'm like, this this is familiar. It's comfortable. His, the best new song, and I don't forget the title of it, but it really speaks to me, is uh, moments like this, where it's a song where he's singing, he says the lyrics, moments like this, when I'm dead and I'm gone and I can't kiss my kids. And for mm. me, with two kids, that real I really, really love that song because I hear what he's saying. He's saying, like, you know, when you got kids, you're like, every moment's passing and you want to make the most of it. And that song really shows me the maturity of Mike Carrera and the things he's learned, and I love that. But, you know, that's it's weird to have an artist 
that can speak to me at 39 that also spoke to me at 15, you know? Uh Like, he's grown up with me. At 15, he was talking about chicks and Vespas and moved (laughs) to my town. Uh And then I'm at 39, and he's singing about, I don't want to miss these moments with my kids. And because of that, I just will have just like an eternal love for the guy. I've never met him. I've never seen him. I just love him. I, I love what he writes, and it, it's always spoken to me for some reason. You know, I've I've been getting emails lately, just hundreds of them, hundreds yeah. of emails lately. Caleb, you've seen them, uh, that just people asking like, hey, I, you know, I love your podcast. Uh, I want to support you. I want to to help you, but not enough to give you any money. Oh, and like, that's fair. I get yeah, it. Totally. Sure. I get it. But like hundreds of emails, like what, how can I help left of the dial and the other shows on the night shift radio network? You know, what can I do? I'm just one person. And well, I have a solution for you. Go ahead. I'm you, listening. I What's have that? a solution for you. And, uh, what you can do is you can, uh, as Caleb mentioned, subscribe, uh, to our podcast, to all of our podcasts. If, if you, you know, if you're that ambitious or at least a few of them, I mean, they're, they can't all be bad. Right. And uh, <laughs> don't you sell us short. <laughs> oh, my God. I've made a career off that phrase. Don't worry about it. It can't be that bad, right? So, some, of, some of them are pretty good. And, uh, but, uh, but more than that, if you can, uh, if you, can you know, uh, go, to, go to iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts and, and leave us a rating and a review, that actually really helps the algorithm uh, know that our show is good and, and get it in front of other people. So, uh, if you, if you are enjoying this episode as I hope you do every week, uh, please just take a couple minutes. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You can just do it. Um, and, uh, like that you don't need a credit card or anything and they'll just let you leave a review next week. We'll actually have Al Gore here talking about his rhythm and why it's so important. Oh, I like yes, it. Yes. Yes. That is, that is a hundred percent a fact. And if you mm-hmm. subscribe right now, uh, you'll be the first to know when that episode goes live. Uh, additionally, you can also, uh, you know, retweet our podcast on, on Twitter. We're on there. We're on the Instagram, you know, just, just interact with our social media a little bit. So the algorithm doesn't think we're just screaming into the void, uh, which we very well may be for all I know, but Hey, well, you got to try something and, uh, yeah, just tell people about our podcast. And that's like the best thing you can do for us because we spend, hours every week putting together this fantastically you know intricately planned content that, <laughs> that you know we spend hours on it every week and the least you can when do does is that take five happen, minutes because i think i'm on the wrong episode <laughs> <laughs> that happens after you hang up and caleb oh. and i re-record the episode right, so and do, I, it, do it the real I, that way makes sense. that yeah, makes yeah. sense i got it yeah 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 um <laughs> See, see what's going to happen is we're just going to send this one to you. Oh, okay. Thank and you. Be like, hey, here's the episode. And then we'll release the real one for everybody else. So I was on a podcast. Look how great I did. <laughs> uh, so Josh, this, uh, this is, is something that we've, uh, we've mentioned already in this episode, but you are in fact in the business of terrestrial radio. Yeah. Uh, and as what's that some, like some <laughs> people, May or may not be aware, uh, mm-hmm. there is a uh, an ongoing global pandemic that is uh, disrupting the the music business uh, Wait, all around what? the world. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, sorry to be the one to break this to you, Kitty. Kitty has like, a birthday party planned this week. What the hell, man? Told me. I know it's been a while since you've left your house, anyway. But <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. 
so, you know, but we, now we, that I can't, I wanna. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, we, we've had artists and uh, like people in the, the music industry on talking about what their experience has been like with shows and tours being canceled and whatnot. But uh, what's it been like kind of from the other side of that as the, the guy who brings the music to the people? What's, the, what's your experience been like during all of this? Like, I, I've always tried to adapt and be ahead of the curve um, as far as this goes. Like, I've been making my morning show a podcast for a decade now and... We started um, streaming on Twitch about a year and a half ago now, so I, I'm trying to be ahead of it. So as far as my morning show goes, it's kind of the I'm trying to stay where you guys are, like kind of on the you know on the edge of things, so that I can kind of go where the audience is going. But as far as music goes, it's been the weirdest thing because you know you guys both know that that bands kind of took this this approach to where all right. We don't make much money on albums and streaming anymore, so let's focus on our tours. Mm-hmm. And they would put a bunch of you know money into their tours and what was going to happen on the road and all that. <clears throat> and once that stopped, they quickly went back to the old model where they would you know run commercials for their new albums and say, "Hey, we've got this new album coming out." And it's been the weirdest thing because it's like, oh. We're doing this again? Like we're let, we're gonna let people know that you have a new album out? All right, let's see how this goes. I don't know what it means for them. I don't obviously see their books, but I've noticed that there is a change. Like obviously they're not making their money on the road anymore. <clears throat> so they're doing that old school radio thing of pushing new releases, new singles, new albums, and letting people know what they're doing. And do I think it lasts forever? And clearly not. Once they can get back on the road, they'll make the, the bulk of their money there. But for now, it's strange times. Like, it's, it's weird to see them do that. Did, uh, did the station have any big events planned that had to be canceled? Every single concert was canceled. We do an event called Taste of Syracuse where we highlight every you know, local band around. They play on one of our stages. We got three stages. That got canceled. Um, the New York State Fair canceled so everything was come you know as far as live events and and seeing live music was canceled where do you go from there it's been crazy because i've personally helped so many artists adapt their um that kind of their 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 stream of income to the twitch world and i i don't know how much you guys dabble in twitch but it's been really cool for musicians to kind of move to the the world that I love where I don't got to leave my house, but I can watch live music on my computer or on my smart TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so many of these musicians have been like, all right, well, I can't play live gigs, so I'll play in my bedroom for a few hours and see what happens from there. And it's just kind of been like the technology you would have seen evolve over the next three, four, five years has been jam packed in the last six months. Like yeah. what would have slowly happened eventually People working from home, people telecommuting, people doing all that stuff, you know, musicians performing online. My whole career is made of just performing online and through streams. Instead of waiting till 2000, you know, 26, when it eventually happens, it happened now. So it's been yeah. really, really cool to see how quickly everybody had to adapt and we had to jam pack this into, into now. It's been really awesome. So the other side of that is I know that you've got a, a pretty uh, loyal following from your show. How, mm-hmm. how long have you been on the air? It's been a long time. I have had, so I was a fill-in morning show host on a, a pop station here in central New York for a couple of years. I, 
crazy enough, my 10-year anniversary of having my own morning show is next month. So Jeez. 10 years next month. So yeah, I you started you when I was 29. A, you built up a, a pretty loyal uh, group of people who will uh, listen regularly in the mornings. They interact For with sure. you a lot. Uh, and I know that they will tend to go to the big events and yeah. uh, like to be a part of it. How like how have you seen that uh, that group pivoting to the the digital only approach? With oh uh, my god, I know you do it's, like your your Wednesday night stream. I know you do the the Twitch stream for the show, things like that. Like, yeah, so I, I I'm very lucky in the fact that my audience is made up a lot of, of a lot of introverts, just like me, who want to be home. <laughs> So, you know, my morning show, they love that it's online. Our, our viewership has doubled as far as Twitch viewership goes. Uh, my Wednesday night show has been as successful as it's ever been. I'm doing random gaming streams and whatnot. It's great to be home and just, you know, put it on your smart TV, your PS4, your Xbox, your computer, whatever you got, and just and kind of hang. It's I, I really like the community. It's kind of made me fall in love with this this whole medium again because... The community is so involved, so it's really been cool. I've really loved it. Yeah, it's actually something I've appreciated as well because you know, I being in a different time zone uh, to begin with makes it weirder to ch- try to sync up and hear your show live. But I also, mm-hmm. am, uh, even if I'm awake that early, which actually I say that as though I'm not. I, I am awake for uh, like fairly early most days, but I'm not like. You're still on the last night's bender. That's what's happening. Yeah, You're on the other yeah, side still, of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not I mean, even in bed yet at 6 a.m. Still, still drinking the, the, the Pedialyte. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, doing my first line for the day. <laughs> You're doing Jake the Snake cocaine snakes all night long. <laughs> the snake bites back. You're doing uh, snake bites all night. I hear you, buddy. But uh, no, like I don't, I don't have a morning commute. So I don't, I don't drive. I don't, you know, we don't have a, a radio in the home. So like the ability to like, you know, find your show online and listen to it or like on those rare nights where like I realize at the right time on a Wednesday, like, oh shit, Josh is live. I can, I can tune in and catch it. Like, yeah, that's man. always really cool. And it's, it's neat to be able to, to still connect in those ways. That's uh, kind of why I, I pivoted to the on-demand medium is because, you know, here in CNY and I think all over the place, <clears throat> you know, your morning isn't exact, isn't the same. Like some people mm-hmm. might work second shift or third shift and yep. they want a little bit of normalcy. So, you know, 10 years ago, I started putting this morning show on demand so that, okay, you got to work at 10 PM, but you still want to feel like, you know, a little bit of normalcy play us. You feel like you're getting up, you're starting your day. And, uh, that's been a big, uh, you know, you know, a big part of our career is that, you know, we appeal to those audiences. Yeah, I wonder how many people had to like fully pivot and try to do in like a couple of weeks what you've built over a decade. A lot. It's been a lot, and I'm happy to help any of them that have. Like, I've got a lot of friends that are musicians, and you know, they were they like you know, I have friends that had 700 gigs canceled, you know, in a week because coronavirus happened, and they're used to playing bars. And I go, well, hey man, don't be afraid of the internet. You know, come out here and and learn how to Twitch stream and learn how to do this thing that we've been doing for a while. And, and I've got, I've got friends that are making more money now doing that than they were doing bar gigs. And I, I, I think it's great. Like I said, this is stuff that would have happened over four five, six years anyways. And it's just happening now instead. Josh, you, you've, you've mentioned, uh, your, your radio show and your podcast and whatnot, but, mm-hmm. uh, for, for our listeners who may not be as familiar with you as sure. Caleb and I are, uh, where, where can they find you on the internet? So, um, krock.com is everything for my morning show, and that'll link you out to Twitch and, and all the social medias. But 
at K-Rock Josh, K-R-O-C-K-J-O-S-C-H is all of my social media. That'll give you Twitch streams, um, Facebook streams, on-demand podcasts, all of that. You can find me right there. I heard Facebook screams, and all I could think of was like, if I go to your Facebook page, it's just videos you, ah! That's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Josh, you have anything you want to plug? I know you, you talked about uh, where to find your stuff nah, online. Just, do you have just any? K-Rock Josh on social media. Follow me. I post everything there. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Caleb. <laughs> yes. He's Caleb plugging the shine a light on Kitsy uh, Foundation. The, <laughs> hashtag where, light up Kitsy. Light up Kitsy. Caleb, uh, and if we want to see you tweet about lighting up Kitsy, where can we do that? Uh, you can find me on uh, both Twitter and Instagram at Caleb Micah. Uh, if somehow you've listened to this entire podcast and think, I want to hear more of what this guy <laughs> has to say. <laughs> Wait a minute. I can't imagine I it. What, more. what kind of person you are talking about? <laughs> Uh, and as we mentioned, uh, we've got a whole network of shows that you can uh, check out over at nightshiftradio.com slash shows. Uh, see what else we've got going on, and uh, including uh, uh, another uh, podcast that Kitsy and I both do weekly. That's uh, about the, uh, the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica called nice. Set Condition 1. So uh, you, know, you, can, you can check that out as well. But Kitsy, where can yes. they find you? You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at HeyKitsy. Hashtag HeyKitsy. Hashtag hey Caleb. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, you, of course, can find our podcast at uh, Left of the Dial PC on Twitter, Instagram, and probably also Facebook, I think. Uh, I don't know. None of us are on Facebook anymore, so that page is probably long since dead, so maybe don't look that one up. But uh, Twitter and Instagram, we still do. Uh, and that's uh, Left of the Dial PC. And the PC, um, Josh, I don't know if you know this, but the what? PC in our, our Twitter and Instagram handle, uh, it stands for podcast. Oh, uh, I now you've probably heard it stands for personal computer. I'm sure you've heard you've heard that rumor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Ted Leo has been spreading that rumor <laughs> for for months now. OK. And we don't know why. OK. We have no idea why. Uh, but just so you know, Josh, because I, I you're you know what you think is very important to me. I want you to know that the PC stands for podcast. I'm on board. 100 okay. percent. I'm on board. All right. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you can also find us at leftofthedial.fm where you can hear this episode and all of our past episodes and probably some of our future ones, too, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, we may have released some more by now. Who knows? I don't, I don't know when you're listening to this. I don't know what your life is like. Um, <laughs> it's true. Figure your shit out. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, for all I know, it could be like 2022. And we've got like hundreds of episodes out. Oh, we're like my a, God. A huge famous podcast. I don't know. Uh, so, Josh, we need a song. Uh, we need a song to go out on. Do you? Did we? Is there one we didn't talk about that's uh, Southbound? Kind of MXPX Southbound. Yes. All that's right, the, the last track Southbound on the record. I five windows down, music on the stereo, man. Do Driving it. and dreaming. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna hear Southbound to go out. Uh, and yeah, and this is this is the podcast is over now. Uh, <laughs> That's it. That's not. That's, that's not how it ends. Ending to <laughs> All right, podcast. <laughs> One of these days, you're just gonna do that. I know it. All right, podcast is over. Now. Okay. All right, everyone, listen up. Podcast over. <laughs> everyone, go home. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Please uh, disperse. <laughs> I will do. I'll do the real one though. Uh, this has been left of the dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. It's all the same.